Welcome to the Fit Man Over 40 podcast, your number one online source devoted to men's health, fitness, and performance. Whether you're a weekend warrior or looking to get into the best shape of your life, the Fit Man Over 40 podcast provides cutting-edge men's health information you won't find anywhere else. Hey guys, this is Jason for FitmanOver40.com, and in today's episode, I'll be discussing natural ways to boost your immune system with simple nutrition and lifestyle strategies that will help to reduce your chances of catching the common cold or flu this winter season. Now, the end of the summer season signals the coming of the fall, and with it, the start of flu season. And the colder weather means less time spent outdoors in the fresh air and sunshine, and more time spent indoors huddled together with groups of potentially infected people. Now, of course, the flu isn't the only infectious concern in the fall and winter months, uh, as the common cold also makes an appearance with its characteristic sore throat, runny nose, sneezing, and coughing. It's estimated that there are approximately 1 million cases of the common cold each year in the United States, and approximately 5 to 20% of the population comes down with the flu each year, with around 200,000 people requiring hospitalization due to complications. Some cases even turn deadly. Uh, particularly in seniors over 65 years of age, children under two years of age, and also individuals with chronic health conditions. Complications from the flu can include bacterial pneumonia, ear and sinus infections, and dehydration. Not only do these seasonal illnesses have a negative impact on your health and quality of life, they also can affect the greater economy through diminished productivity, lost wages, and treatment costs associated with medical intervention. Treatment strategies for the common cold generally focus very little on prevention and are geared more toward symptom management once the cold has taken hold. And because there are currently over 200 viral pathogens responsible for the common cold and the fact that they're constantly evolving, it's pretty much impossible at present for scientists to develop a preemptive seasonal vaccine. When it comes to the flu, though, the government-recommended first-line defense is a vaccine based upon the projected prevailing strain of flu virus uh, that will be out that season. Uh, and since there are three main types of influenza viruses with multiple subs, uh, subtypes and strains, it really can be difficult for government agencies and the vaccine manufacturers to pinpoint the correct virus for the coming season or to account for any new emerging viruses. So this means that even though a yearly flu vaccine can offer some measure of protection, it's, it's not 100% effective. Now, although a medical intervention may help to prevent colds and flu or help to manage the symptoms, severity, and also the duration of, uh, of these types of infections, they shouldn't be your only line of defense when it comes to staying healthy during the fall and winter months. In order to avoid the discomfort and inconvenience that is part and parcel of getting colds and the flu, you really need to implement a multi-step approach to help reduce your risk of infection, as well as to limit the severity and duration of infection if you become exposed. One of the simplest measures that you can take to avoid getting sick is to minimize contact with people who may already be infected or who are at a high risk for infection. And this would include seniors in retirement homes, uh, patients or workers in hospitals or doctor's clinics, children in daycare settings or, or school settings, and also homeless people. Um, viruses can be transmitted through mucus and saliva, as well as via uh, airborne particles when a person coughs or sneezes. 
Uh, even contact with someone who is sick through a handshake uh, can also be a route of infection because cold and flu viruses can live for up to 15 minutes on human skin. So if someone shakes your hand and the flu virus is on their hand, you could transfer it to yourself uh, if you were to touch your face like your nose, your mouth or your eyes. The survival time for viruses outside of the body actually increases up to 24 hours when deposited on metal and plastic surfaces like doorknobs and countertops. And if you touch the contaminated surface and then you rub your eyes, your mouth or your nose and the virus can then gain entry into your body. So make sure that you keep your hands away from your face and always wash them before you eat or drink anything. It also might be a good idea to carry around hand sanitizer with you in the fall and winter months in case you find yourself without access to proper washing facilities. Even if you do your your best to practice proper hygiene, you know, really, unless you live in a bubble, it's pretty much impossible to avoid all contact with germs in your day-to-day life. So your best defense is to strengthen your immune system so that you can become more resilient and better able to fight off any pathogenic organisms before they have a chance to overwhelm your body's defenses. Your immune system is an amazing and complex orchestra of components designed to fend off attacks from pathogens and also to fight disease. And one of the main jobs of the immune system is to serve as a security team that constantly monitors the internal terrain of your body, seeking out opportunistic pathogenic organisms that can cause illness or disease. And your immune system can accomplish this vital task by having the innate ability to distinguish between natural self and unnatural non-self. And when non-self organisms are detected, which are pathogenic organisms, the immune system will mount a rapid response with the sole purpose of destroying and disposing of these unwanted foreign invaders. The two main types of immunity are acquired immunity and natural immunity. Now, acquired immunity occurs when you are exposed to a foreign antigen and your immune system creates antibodies specific to that pathogen. And when future exposure to that same antigen occurs, your immune system immediately can recognize it and send out the same targeted antibodies as before. This is how vaccines work. Uh, You get a shot at the start of flu season that contains an attenuated form of the prevalent virus strain. Now, attenuated means that the virus is essentially lifeless, so it can't cause any illness, but it still contains enough antigenic material to stimulate an immune response. But aside from stimulating acquired immunity through natural exposure or through vaccinations, you can also take measures to strengthen your natural immunity. Now, your natural immunity is your first responder branch of your immune system, and it has a variety of weapons at its disposal to protect your body from foreign invaders. It's comprised of white blood cells such as uh, lymphocytes, neutrophils, eosinophils, macrophages, and basophils, as well as physical and chemical barriers which would include your skin, mucous membranes, sweat, saliva, stomach acid, and protein digesting enzymes. Unfortunately, your natural immunity begins to to decline uh, with age, uh, which would account for the elderly getting more sick uh, or sick more often than the uh, general population. But the strength of your immune system uh, is also greatly influenced by your stress levels, Uh, frequency of exercise, and nutritional status. And these are all factors that are completely within your control. Some other uh, immune system suppressors that are often overlooked that need to be addressed in order to achieve healthy immune function include uh, excessive air travel, allergies, 
environmental pollution, recreational drug use, uh, certain pharmaceutical drugs, in particular corticosteroids, uh, statins, antacids, and painkillers, uh, excess iron uh, that you sometimes get through food, uh, eating processed foods, insufficient sleep, nutritional insufficiencies, uh, radiation, uh, particularly from cell phones, uh, cell phone towers, and Wi-Fi sources, uh, as well as surgery. As I mentioned earlier, whole food plays a big role in healthy immunity, and there are a few key nutrients that can specifically help with immune system support and function, but sufficient amounts of these nutrients can really only be acquired through supplementation. So the first nutrient is vitamin D. Now, studies have shown that people with lower levels of vitamin D in their blood have a greater risk for viral infections during the fall and winter months. Now, your body requires high levels of vitamin D in order to activate lymphocytes in your thymus gland, which is uh, sometimes called the heart of your immune system, located behind your sternum. And these lymphocytes will seek out and destroy pathogenic organisms such as bacteria and viruses. Now, vitamin D can be acquired by exposing your, your skin to 20 to 30 minutes of midday sunlight in the summer months. But it's really, it just isn't possible in the winter, especially if you live in a northern climate. So in this case, you'll need to supplement with vitamin D and I recommend dosages of 3,000 to 5,000 IUs per day uh, in order to achieve optimal blood levels of vitamin D. Now, optimal blood levels of vitamin D should be uh, between 50 and 70 nanograms per milliliter. Uh, and you can uh, find out what your levels are by getting a blood test from your doctor. The next nutrient is glutamine. Now, glutamine is the most abundant amino acid in the human body, and it's essential to the production of lymphocytes and natural killer cell activity. Now, high stress situations such as intense exercise or physical trauma from surgery really depletes the body of glutamine stores and significantly depresses immunity. And studies have shown that endurance athletes who supplemented with glutamine post-exercise uh, suffered fewer incidents of upper, toy res uh, upper respiratory tract infections than athletes who didn't take the glutamine. Glutamine also helps to strengthen the lining of your intestinal tract to enable it to better repel pathogenic organisms, toxins, as well as helping to absorb nutrients more efficiently from the foods that you eat. And since approximately 80% of your immune system is located in your gut, it's easy to see how supplementing with glutamine can really help to ward off colds and the flu. The recommended daily dose is around 5 to 10 grams of glutamine. Uh, following a bout of physical activity, or you can also take it in between meals on non-exercise days. The next is uh, whey protein. Now, whey protein is derived from the liquid material left over as a byproduct of the cheesemaking process. And it was once thought of as a waste product, so it was just discarded and thrown in the trash. And, and that was until it was discovered to have one of the highest biological values of any dietary protein. And not only is whey an excellent source of muscle building protein, but it also contains a number of substances that help to uh, strengthen the immune system. These include uh, beta-lactoglobulin, alpha-lactobumin, and lactoferrin. Uh, and these support uh, the immune system by modulating lymphatic responses, activating lymphocytes and natural killer cells, reducing damage from free radical production, as well as blocking the passage of pathogenic organisms through the intestinal wall. I recommend taking 30 grams of whey protein in a post-workout shake and another 30 gram shake as a midday snack in between meals. The next nutrient is vitamin C. Now, vitamin C, of course, is a popular uh, supplement. It's a water-soluble vitamin that enhances the production of white blood cells that 
seek out and engulf viruses. And research, research has shown that vitamin C can lessen the duration of the common cold and reduce the severity of symptoms by up to 27%. And because vitamin C is a powerful antioxidant, it also reduces oxidative stress, and it also inhibits the production of pro-inflammatory cytokines brought on by the flu that are partly responsible for uh, things like fever, inflammation, and tissue damage. The recommended daily dose for vitamin C is uh, one to three grams divided throughout the day, and I generally recommend uh, the form of ascorbic acid with bioflavonoids for enhanced uptake. And you can also take uh, up to 10 grams per day during an illness to help reduce the severity and duration of the illness. The next nutrient is zinc. Uh, zinc is a mineral, of course, that assists in strengthening immunity uh, by playing a role in lymphocyte white blood cell production, as well as by reducing inflammation by decreasing pro-inflammatory cytokines that I just uh, mentioned. Um, having adequate uh, zinc also helps to speed tissue healing from wounds, and it can um, prevent viral replication uh, along with reducing uh, histamine that is often released during a cold that is responsible for uh, a runny nose and itchy eyes and those types of things. The recommended daily dose uh, for zinc is 40 to 60 milligrams per day. And last but not least is probiotics. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, 80% of your immune system resides in your intestinal tract, which is filled with beneficial bacteria or flora that fight off pathogenic organisms such as bacteria, viruses, and fungi, as well as producing various uh, vitamins. Now, science is starting to uncover just how important these intestinal flora are to our immune system. And studies are showing that certain probiotics can prevent respiratory tract infections by modulating immune function and also by enhancing natural killer cell activity. You can get live probiotics by eating foods such as uh, yogurt, sauerkraut, sauerkraut uh, kefir, and kimchi, or you can just take a multi-stream probiotic two times per day with meals. Now, when it comes to boosting immunity, we also have to look at lifestyle factors. And for me, the two most important lifestyle factors uh, for healthy immunity are sleep and exercise. So getting deep, restful sleep for seven to eight hours a night really helps to, to recharge uh, your immune system. And it boosts your anabolic hormone production of testosterone and growth hormone. It aids total body detoxification processes. And it also increases energy production at the cellular level. I recommend that you use blackout shades to ensure that your room is completely dark and this will aid maximum production of your sleep hormone melatonin. And you can also use earplugs to block out any noise pollution that might disturb your sleep. The next uh, lifestyle factor is exercise and everyone knows that exercise is good for them, but few people get enough of it during their daily routine. Now the human body was meant to move and when we spend most of our day sitting, it can really alter the efficiency of every system in our bodies, including the immune system. Now, the lymphatic system is a secondary circulatory system that's like the trash collector for your body, and it removes foreign cell and debris, dumping them into the bloodstream for processing and elimination. Now, there are hundreds of lymph nodes that make up the lymphatic system located all throughout your body in places such as uh, your armpits, groin, and neck, and they can become inflamed and swollen when you get sick. And unlike the cardiovascular system, the lymphatic system doesn't have a pump to circulate its fluid uh, throughout the body. So it relies on movement of the muscles to carry out this function. So this is one of the, the main ways that regular exercise helps to clear metabolic waste out of your body through the lymphatic system. And this results in less toxin buildup, infections, and less disease. 
So try to include around three to four days of moderate exercise in your weekly routine using your entire body, combining strength training, cardiovascular exercise, along with some, some kind of flexibility and mobility movements. If you're new to exercise, I recommend that you hire a qualified personal trainer to show you the most effective exercises to give you the maximum benefits with minimal risk of injury. So that's it for today's episode. If you have any questions about this topic, feel free to leave them in the comment section below and I will do my best to answer back. Also, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you can be instantly notified when the next episode is released. So thanks for tuning in to the Fitment Over 40 podcast. I'm Jason Simpkins and I'll see you next time.